Are you struggling to hire diverse tech talent? After all, every organization in the world is now a tech company. And the ability to attract, hire, and retain tech talent from all backgrounds is critical to their success. Enter Hackajob, a reverse marketplace that actively vets engineers. We flip the traditional model on its head, meaning companies apply to engineers versus candidates applying to jobs, with companies getting an 85% response rate to candidates they reach out to, as well as exposure to tech talent that directly meets their organization's diversity objectives. Companies such as S&P Global, CarMax, and Sensor Tower are all using Hackajob. Why not join them? Go to hackajob.com slash cheese to get your free 30-day trial today. Go to hackajob.com slash cheese to get your free 30-day trial today. Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, rash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Oh, yeah. When I grow up, I want to be a yes man. Yes, sir. Yes, man. Welcome to the Chad and Cheese Podcast, boys and girls. I'm your co-host, Joel Space Laser Cheeseman. And I'm Chad Executive Order Sowash. And on this week's show, Indeed jumps into the Super Bowl ad arms race. Job.com has us scratching our heads. And do not get on Holland McHugh's bad side. You already know that Sovereign makes the world's best resume CV parser. But did you know that Sovereign also makes the world's best AI matching engine? Only Sovereign's AI matching engine goes beyond the buzzwords. With Sovereign, you control how the engine thinks. With every match, the Sovereign engine tells you what matched and exactly how each matching document was scored. And if you don't agree with the way it scored the matches, you can simply move some sliders to tell it to score the matches your way. No other engine on earth gives you that combination of insight and control. With Sovereign, matching isn't some frustrating black box, trust us, it's magic, one-shot deal like all the others. No. With Sovereign, matching is completely understandable, completely controllable, and actually kind of fun. Sovereign. Software so human, you'll want to take it to dinner. Yo, trippin' Tyler uh-huh. here with our uh, friend Montel. Uh, uh. Yeah. <laughs> when it comes to hourly jobs, this is how we do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guys, if you haven't seen this video and heard the whole song, please, please go to YouTube and watch it. Fucking epic, as the kids say. It is ridiculous. (laughs) Feline delivery. It's it's hilarious. It's fun. And nothing this cool ever happens in HR or talent acquisition. By the way, if you're you're looking for a special gift for that special someone, because Valentine's Day is coming up, Chad. Oh, yeah. Montel is on Cameo. So if you want to have a little lovely note for your spouse or girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever, have Montel drop the love for Valentine's Day. Little tip from the love doctor. Cheese. You know who also had a sweet hit? Jason Putnam from uh, <laughs> Pando Logic. The dude is an artist. And I don't mean 
musical artist. Well, maybe he uh-huh. is, but in this case, he drew his very own version of the Chad and Cheese for his bookshelves, the, the background for his Zoom. So uh, now I would assume if you take a call with Jason, if you focus a little bit harder over his one of his shoulders, you might see the Chad and Cheese a Jason Putnam version. So yeah, that's a, that's a big applause. I only have a, a little issue with his dimensions because <laughs> he has me about a foot shorter than you, even with the captain's hat. And I'm not sure you know what he was thinking on that one because I'm, I'm clearly a good six inches taller. You're uh, you're, you're standing in a hole. No big deal. <laughs> <laughs> I look like George Costanza with a beard. <laughs> Well, I like to say uh, we had a great time last night with our Pappy's winners. Uh, yeah, we Lynn did. Morton over at Tradeify, Matt O'Donnell from uh, People Scout, and sponsor Robert Ruff from Sovereign. Uh, unfortunately, Pete Succi from CVS, he couldn't make it. He, he was sick. Hopefully, he doesn't have the COVIDs. He, I can confirm it's not a COVID good, thing, but good, Pete, good. Pete Sushi has the uh, has the flu. He's going to be all right. We'll, we'll try good. to reschedule it. Good. I kind of feel like because he was the Blanton's winner, he felt a little bit, you know, less than less than worthy of being on a call with two pappies bottles but i don't know we'll see only a, a 500 hundred hundred dollar bottle of bourbon yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. big whatever. loser yeah, big loser whatever, whatever. i'll well, take I, I mentioned I, I mentioned george costanza well the 90s made another newsworthy uh thing this week that caught our attention screech from saved by the bell passed away this week screech uh 44 did it say how cancer wow teachable moment kids if you're hitting that 40 plus age range which a lot of our listeners are make sure you go see the doctor on a regular basis by the way little known fact uh screech was in a sex tape in in the mid 2000s (laughs) after his career was on the skids he tried to jumpstart if you will and and get it back to growth mode uh with a with a sex tape which nobody remembers so it it obviously didn't work like it did for the kardashian saved by the dildo (laughs) (laughs) please keep that in because i got nothing okay so before we forget god uh my brain is total mush this morning anyway Mm -hmm. we're giving away free t-shirts kids that's right Sponsored by Emissary, Ed from Philly, 1-1. John. The guy is so John. Um, (laughs) Go to chadcheese.com slash free or just click on free in the upper right-hand corner. You can win t-shirts. We have free beer from Adzuna. We've We've got something to talk about there, don't we? Yep, yep. So Dennis Tupper, big fan of the show for probably when we first started, yeah, uh, was our random winner. Uh, so we'll be sending out beer to Dennis there in Massachusetts. Uh, we'll be scheduling a, a call to do a little Zoom tasting, uh, connect with him. Free beer. And by the way, there's a new one. You mentioned Sovereign. Yes. Uh, they've agreed to... Uh, kill everyone's liver. Uh, Listen, <laughs> we're giving away bourbon, whiskey, uh, scotch. It's a Chad and Cheese pick. For those of you that remember Blockbuster, where each employee had their picks for movies, we're going to do a, a, a whiskey pick. And we're going to send whiskey to, to some winner. So, yeah, you just go to one place, chadcheese.com slash free, and we're talking T-shirts, beer, and whiskey i mean until we start giving away weed i don't know what else you can can up that (laughs) nothing can better that 
again, this is not just a bottle of whiskey. Yes, we did give away Pappies. That was a two thousand over two thousand dollar bottle. Yeah, of don't whiskey. get your hopes up on the, uh, the 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 monthly. But we're actually Joel is picking a bottle. I'm picking a yeah. bottle, which means one person will get two bottles and will be able to sit down and, and again have a, a little gathering, a little a little uh, Zoom drinking. So it should be should be fun. Yeah, and I'm excited. Spring is right around the corner. I'm ready for a little uh, drinking outside on the porch. I'm, I'm excited to do some of that with uh, some industry folks. So Amen. head on out to chatcheese.com slash free today. I'm going to pimp the recruitment flex with uh, Serge and Shelly. They uh, they obviously did a dry run with you. They wanted to get it right or at least try to tune out all the kinks before they, they brought the, the the big guns in. I was the beta version. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I, was, I was the test case. So we, we talked about the shit show, aka the last four years here, here in the US. Recruitment tech, mainly programmatic video interviewing systems. We had a blast. And we also talked about the prospect of doing a crossover like we did with the the, the peeps at Topod. The Aussies. Yeah, where you could actually go on the, uh, be a guest host at Recruitment Flex and you and mm. Serge could talk about Tragically Hip for a fucking hour and Shelly could come down here and we could pretty much just talk about recruitment tech, get drunk. Tragically Hip, Arcade Fire, <laughs> Justin Bieber. Yeah, we could, we could do it all, man. All the... Matt Good. I, I threw out Rush and BTO. I mean, those are those are solid rock bands. Yes, they were in the 80s, but they're solid rock yeah. bands. And then you've got these like tragically bad bands. Tra- that listen oh, to. don't don't. <laughs> the Canadians are going to stop listening if you diss tragically hip, dude. That's that's like Springsteen, R.E.M. and Dylan all in all in one band. If you're Canadian. Yeah, tragically sad. Celine Dion is more my speed. Avril Lavigne. <laughs> Nickelback. <laughs> and last but not least, March 18th, kids, our friends from Sweden. That's the Sweden's TNG and Ada Digital. They're having an, an unbiased day. Just go to TNG.se, scroll down a tad. You'll see a mm-hmm. little painted little painted lady there. Register. It's free. Some of your favorite people from TNG and Ada Digital will be speaking. Uh, Asa, Sarah. Elin, plus my lovely wife, is going to be speaking along with uh, Bas Van de Hadrid. And I, I know I'm getting closer to saying that right, Bas, but it looks like a pretty awesome event. If you are here in the US or you're over in Europe, it's time to go global, people. We should be used to this by now. So go yeah. check it out again, tng.se. Now, the painted woman isn't uh, Tingai, is it? <laughs> it should with be. With like a wig. It yeah, really, it should be. It really should be. <laughs> Elon, you need to get on that. No, actually, Charlotte, you should be on that. <laughs> Charlotte or paint up Elon. She'd, she'd look good in some, some neon pink and some ABBA blue. I don't know what that means. Let's get to the news, <laughs> shall we? Topics. Chad, you remember 1999, don't you? And the first Super Bowl ad. What? Yeah. You, you remember it very well. And you've, I think you've told the history lesson uh, pretty pretty well in the past. But uh, Indeed has decided they're going to get into the uh, the arms race. So they've announced yeah. uh, the first half of the big game. They're doing a 30-second ad, uh, reportedly, uh, at a cost of roughly $5.6 million. Um, they'll be utilizing the hashtag now hiring in coordination with the with the 
ad, which means every job board and staffing agency in the world is going to be trolling yes. the hashtag now hiring up until uh, the game. Going for the warm and fuzzy. Uh, actually, it's a 60 second spot. Forgive me. Yeah. Uh, so they're going to drop roughly 10 plus million on this thing. Have you seen it? I have not seen it. It's, it's uh, yeah, it's warm and fuzzy, right? Yeah. I've seen it. It depicts everyday people overall. The, the the big theme behind it is it's called The Rising, but the song Rise Up is behind its playing in the music bed. It's very well done. It tugs at the heartstrings and the product is woven into the story itself. This is really a super flex uh, against the rest of the industry. Hindsight being 2020, why why do this? So I wrote a I wrote a post on this uh, over at Poach, and historically speaking, and you and I are old enough to have sort of this context to the issue. You know, th- there was a day in '99 when all this happened. You know, before YouTube, before social media, before really Google was a thing, where the mindset was really you have to be Coke or Pepsi, or you're just going to be feeding on the crumbs of whatever industry that you that you're in. And a way to become number one or two was, well, drop a bunch of money on the Super Bowl. And Monster had this vision of being sort of this monolithic brand that was every job was posted there. Right. right? And they could they could increase prices accordingly and be the, you know, be the 800 pound gorilla. Hot jobs advertised sort of for a different reason. Now, they definitely shot themselves up into the, the top echelon of job sites. But then they sold off to Yahoo a couple of years later. So I think they sort of achieved what they wanted to do, whereas Monster had a little bit of a longer horizon. And for the, you know, for the next up until about 2008 or nine, I'd say we talked about Career Builder and Monster ads on the Super Bowl almost every year. Yeah. And it was part of that same sort of mentality. Well, the 2008 happened, 2009. There have been very few Super Bowl ads uh, since the Great Recession, probably for good reason. Um, the world has changed. There's a lot more fragmentation. There's Google, there's Facebook, there's LinkedIn. So it's really hard to sort of justify an investment like that because it's not just the the ad itself. It's the making of the ad. It's the follow-up stuff. It's the branding and, and things you do after that. So I, f- I feel like whereas 1999 was more of a, hey, we want to make a big splash to be number one. Today, it's more like we want to make a big splash to keep hold of number one for as long as we possibly can because we kind of feel like the, the ice is, is melting under our feet and we want to get a life raft if we can possibly do it. So to me, it's it's much more of like a desperation or a, a clinging to power than it is a new kid on the block and we want to be the big swinging dick. Your thoughts? One thing this does is it provides, uh, it's a job seeker specific commercial, right? The, the, the call to action, everything that's happening around it, around it is for job seekers. Indeed has bigger problems than traffic. So this commercial in itself is very well done uh, and on point. But unfortunately, we're, when hearing from employers using Indeed, they are already providing enough traffic. It's just overwhelmingly the wrong candidate. So mm-hmm. Indeed needs to bolster its matching tech and much like ZipRecruiter, deliver better match candidates. I mean, companies don't need more. They need more targeted. So much like Monster, Hot Jobs, and Career Builder, it looks like Indeed doesn't really understand what the real problem is for customers. And it could 
be their downfall. I remember when we looked at Career Builder and we looked at Monster and we thought, God, these guys are going to stay on top forever. They didn't. Uh, is this predicting the, the demise of Indeed in 2021? No, it's, it's not. But the crumbling starts when you can't understand what the real problem is. When you spend money on something like this, which really defeats the whole purpose of why an employer is using you in the first place. It's not for quantity. It's for quality. It's for matching. It's for the right types of individuals. And what we've seen with Indeed is they have no discipline. The, the, the Indeed of old had discipline. Yeah. They had focus. They had strategy. They were the Trojan horse strategy. And they've lost all of that. Yeah, to me, it, it smells a little bit like jumping the shark. It, it smells a little bit like a peak. Um, I feel I feel similarly about Indeed today as I did about Monster in 2006 or seven. Obviously, it took 10 plus years for sort of that demise to happen or that downfall to, to happen. But to me, this sort of reeks of desperation and, and also a, a, a good level of, of hubris. They have they have a new CEO, I think, with the organization so maybe a little bit of him making his mark uh, could be part of this. But but yeah, I, I can't find many good things about this move. I will say also add that that Fiverr sort in our space as well will be advertising. And to me, that feels a little bit more like we want to make our claim as the top gig platform or yeah. uh, be talked in the same breath as some of the, the bigger ones. So to me, the Fiverr ad feels more will feel more like uh, Monster did in 1999. Yeah, it makes it makes sense to be able to allow individuals to know that they can have a gig and sure. here's where you go to have that gig, whether it's a side hustle or a full project type of a gig. So, yeah, I mean, that's a, it's an it's a different type of strategy altogether. Indeed, mm -hmm. again, just feel feels like they're off the rails. Yeah. Well, speaking of off the rails, uh, <laughs> one of one of the more curious, I'll say, acquisitions yes. uh, was announced this week. So our, our buddies at job.com, um, if you haven't heard the death match with uh, Aaron Stewart or the interview that we had with him, uh, I invite you to do that. They bought a, a company called Talenting. Uh, you can find more at talenting.io. But I, I warn you that you're not going to find much because the web page is literally one page. And the <laughs> only thing you can do on it is join or log in. There's no what we do. There's no about us. There's, there's nothing. So you're not going to find out much if you go to the site. It's the, the press release was really focused on blockchain, yeah, which was kind of a thing a few years ago. Uh, and unless it's cryptocurrency, I don't even know what the fuck blockchain is in, in, in relation to job seeking or resumes and why people should care, but that's a different issue, I guess. So they're really pimping this blockchain thing in the PR they actually have a quote from the co-founders of Talenting, and they don't even name them in the press release. They just say, <laughs> the, the two co-founders said, and then like the quote after that. According to, according to LinkedIn, there's like six employees. Uh, they're based out of Manhattan Beach, California, which is a pretty nice place to have a company. Yes. So at least there's that. But uh, yeah, this was, this was a weird one. This one felt like we do blockchain. Job.com does blockchain. They have some money. Let's call them and see if they'll write a check. From the press release, it says candidates will be able to access, control, distribute, and secure a lifetime of career information with one click while providing employers with a verifiable and trustworthy curation of services and solutions. 
end quote. Whatever so the hell that means. Does regular Joe and Jane job seeker see this as a problem? Does Jane hiring company see this as a problem? In today's market, the game is adoption, adoption, adoption. And mm-hmm. this seems like a solution in search of a problem nobody feels is real. Yeah, this is like we expect people to be impressed with this and to buy it because we have it. Because it says blockchain. Yeah. And and I mean, resume, resumes are, are by default public. Like people want them to be found as opposed to my bank account or my money. And your social security number is not on your resume, right? Yeah. So <laughs> like, I, I mean, someone really has to explain to me and please it, on Twitter, hashtag Chad Cheese. Why should anyone care about blockchain technology when it comes to resumes? Now, on the other on the other side of the fence, vendors, if they can provide background checks into some somebody's personal ledger and not have to perform that check over and over and over, well, then they can charge the same rates and boost margins substantially, right? So I, I believe there are business cases for job.com. It's like they're taking the wrong path every time. When we look at them trying to or wanting to buy up staffing organizations, mm-hmm. that's much like Indeed Flex, yep. wanting to compete with staffing organizations. It makes no sense. Provide, be the platform for that entire industry and take all the money. So I saw on the calendar, we have an interview with Aaron in the near future. Yes. So hopefully we'll get to the bottom of this blockchain and why the hell it matters. Yeah. There was no disclosure of the money that that transacted or the deal. Talenting has no crunch base profile. So I'm going to assume that they've taken no money or if it's they have, it's not a, a whole hell of a lot. So we'll find out more. I can say this. Aaron is one of the most charismatic founders slash, you know, uh, executive level startup mm-hmm. guys that are out there. He's going to be able to raise some money. I think overall, and we'll definitely, we'll have a, we'll have a really good discussion with him because he enjoys having these debates, but it'll be around business model. And I'm excited to hear what he has to say. Yeah, me too. I mean, there's, there's no lack of, uh, I don't know, vision and bombastic strategy yeah. around this company. Yeah. Uh, so I, I mean, you know, there's probably something that we're just too dumb to see. And uh, hopefully Eric can come on the show and, and clear it up. Yeah, I don't think that's the case, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's take a quick break uh, here from Jobvite and we'll do a little buy or sell everyone's favorite game. <laughs> You know, Steve, it feels like we keep getting pushed to hire more and better candidates with no more budget. Right. I wish there was a way to get better results from what we're doing. Actually, I heard in an episode of Chad and Cheese about this framework from Jobvite. Oh, yeah. Evolve. It's a technology agnostic framework to help TA teams get better results from their recruiting efforts. And we don't even have to be a Jobvite customer to use it. I bet we would get better results if we orchestrated all of our efforts. You mean like a centralized process and all of our channels working together? For sure. Whether it's job boards, social, or even texting with candidates. Let's do that. Jobbyte.com forward slash evolve. I'll send you the link. Cool. I'm going to finish watching this episode of Bridgerton. Okay, listener, how can you help your employees become more productive? I have answers. How about automating manual and repetitive tasks, giving meaning to data, then allowing that data to actually drive decisions? And how about matching people to your jobs quicker? Well, wait. The Chad and Cheese has a new LLM. 
No, Cheeseman. I'm talking about text kernel. Ah, okay. That makes more sense. What I'm hearing is the groundbreaking concept of, wait for it. Yeah. Simplicity. <laughs> seriously, though, seriously. Text kernel cuts through the complexities like a tortilla chip through some hot nacho cheese. Oh, my God. Really? Nacho references already. Anyways. TextKernel brings efficiency and productivity to your operations. TextKernel seamlessly unifies your tools and data to drive efficiencies and success. TextKernel is creating new opportunities for your recruitment journey, kind of like adding guac to my barbacoa burrito. Oh my God. How about extracting meaningful insights from data. I mean, that that's something. Swiftly matching yeah. people with jobs, automating repetitive tasks. Who knew such advanced concepts were even possible in the land of human resources? Uh, we did, Chad. We did. Dude, wrap it up. I'm a little hungry. Imagine that. Uh, okay, listener, get ready to use today's tech to drive efficiencies and productivity. Visit textkernel.com that's t-e-x-t-k-e-r-n-e-l.com nachos (laughs) and don't tell me you've watched all of bridgerton (laughs) so say what the fuck is bridgerton (laughs) fuck i don't know anyway it's on netflix go binge it if you you like yeah say more say more sexy (laughs) Sexy. Speaking, speaking of games you're a jeopardy guy right yes Obviously, we lost a, a legend yes. uh, this year, but uh, any any opinion on Ken Jennings as a replacement? Uh, is he going to be the replacement or is this just kind of like an interim thing? What I read is that there are, there are quite a few that are going to try okay. uh, try their hand at, um, at being Alex Trebek. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, so they'll test a few and I guess the people will vote or the ratings will vote for them and uh, they'll pick, they'll land on somebody. But I, I've been all right. He's all right. He's sort of nerdy. Uh, approachable. Well, you ready for a little buy or sell? Let's do it. All right. First one uh, we're going to talk about is good job. Uh, good job. No. Good job.io. So the Birmingham, Alabama based, we don't say that very often on the show, raised $3 no. million to fuel marketing and sales efforts in major markets across the U.S. They're primarily in the South, uh, in Alabama currently. Uh, they're using psychology and data science to cut through the clutter to improve time to hire and retention rates by quickly identifying the right candidates. They launched just in June of 2020. Um, Their claim to fame is a unique technology, a new uh, science psychology uh, called path assessment, uh, which is a Harvard based from the eighties, I guess a way that you can ask a few simple questions to get to the heart of a candidate uh, and weed through uh, to the right person. Uh, their CEO, Stephen D. Johnson, said, quote, we've gotten great feedback from clients uh, here that we've used to improve the product for a national audience. Buy or sell. Good job. Anytime the data, baby. I like the test market focus right out of the gate instead of most startups saying, we know what the problem is. Let's go global right out of the box. Uh, So I I dig that. I I really like it. You test market it and then you roll from there. Uh, Good job is somewhat of a model like Alexander Mann's hourly platform. Mm hmm. They're leaning very heavily on this path assessment. There's there's no there's no question. Uh, And. Personally, 
I like these types of, uh, of platforms. These are the types of platforms that indeed, it, I think if they bought, they'd probably fuck up. But this is kind of like the path they need to be going down. <laughs> Pun intended. That's so this is to good. me. To me, I love these types of organizations. Uh, this is a buy for me. Okay. Uh, I'm going to be on the other side of the aisle on this one. Uh, so path assessment, great. Uh, it's not proprietary, from what right. I can tell. This isn't like their own their their own secret sauce that they can leverage. Uh, Stephen Johnson Johnston, sorry, their their CEO is a finance guy. Um, he like decades in finance. Uh, so to me, this feels a little bit like calling up your VC buddies, your guys with money and saying, Hey, you need a, you need a tax break. Uh, you want to invest in some money on this new venture that I've got, uh, and then writing a check to do so. I, I got to see this thing grow past Birmingham, Alabama <laughs> to be impressed. Uh, so for me at, for now, this is, this is a sell. This is a sell. All right, let's go to Oyster. OysterHQ.com, I believe, uh, is the URL. Oyster.com would have been cool. But anyway, they uh, raised a Series A, $20 million. Uh, they've raised $24 million to date. Oyster helps companies through the process of hiring, onboarding, and then providing contractors and full-time employees in the area of knowledge work with HR services like payroll benefits and salary management. They're already in 100 countries. Uh, their website says, quote, the HR platform for remote working anywhere in the world. Uh, Oyster does not cover candidate sourcing, however, or, or any of the interviewing and evaluation processes, which TechCrunch believes could be a growth area. Uh, quick reminder, this is a very competitive industry yes. with companies like Remote, HiBob, which we've talked about on the show, Personio, another one, uh, Lattice, Touring, Rippling, and many, many others. Uh, buy or sell Oyster. So we talked about these guys on the show when they received 4.2 million in seed last April. Uh, I wasn't a fan because their deliverable at the time seemed to be incredibly nebulous. Uh, today, it seems more thought out and focused on providing HR with a platform to manage remote workers, but the promise of, quote, a platform for everything unquote or uh, end quote is mm -hmm. too damn big i'm you i'm usually a fan of platforms like these but they've bitten off more than they can chew and startups without discipline are doomed to fail so this is a total sell for me not to mention i hate the name and doing <laughs> a, a review of the site the color scheme, the light purple and the dark green together made me want to vomit. Wow, so, look at you. I mean, overall, I don't like it because, again, from a business standpoint, you have to be disciplined. It doesn't sound like they're disciplined at all. And in their, in their color scheme, their marketing, it just it's shit to me. So, again, we're going to be in the opposite side of the, out of the fence here. This is good. Uh, this is why we do a podcast. So, if you're a, if you're a surfer... It's much better to be a bad surfer on a big wave than it is a great surfer on a shitty wave. And I think Oyster is on a really good wave right now, which is indicative of all the money and the companies that are starting up in this space. Obviously, remote, uh, how to manage people across multiple countries and all that other shit. 
uh, is going to be successful. I don't know if these guys particularly are the ones that are going to make it big, but they're going to be some big winners in this space. So for me, the mere fact that this is a wave that I would want to be on makes this company a buy for me. Let's get to careerist. Previously known as Job Easy, uh, <laughs> I guess I guess careerist is better. I don't know. Uh, easy job. I don't know. So their site says, quote, meet the fastest path to start and grow a high paying career in tech. Uh, you get taught like you do in a college and then you get placed uh, in a company and they have some really great logos on the site. A whole lot of them, too. Like, yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a who's who of, of logos in Silicon Valley and elsewhere. So their guarantee uh, is to pay that you pay no twin, no tuition until you get a job. Uh, tuition is only owed if you end up getting hired after completing uh, their career accelerator. Uh, the application p- uh, fee is paid up front. Anyone who follows their notes, speaks English, and believes in their new skills will get the job. They promise within one to four months after successfully completing each course. Most of the courses are in quality assurance, development, sort of basic baseline stuff, uh, in the trenches development kind of stuff. So buy or sell careerist, formerly known as Job Easy. <laughs> I love the idea of providing credentialing and pipelining talent into organizations. It's the smartest and most disciplined model, but I do not believe the individuals should be charged. Rather, the freight should be paid by the employers themselves. So I, I really mm-hmm. like I, I like this. There's no question I, I would buy this. But I would say to the founder and anyone involved, this should be pivoted slightly so that the companies actually pay the freight. Overall, though, it's a buy. Okay. So the, the main issue is they're double dipping, right? Like yeah. they're getting money from the student after they complete the course. And they're obviously getting paid from the company um, who's using them. So that's a that's a good business model. I mean, the capitalist in me really likes that as well. But we've talked about this sort of alternative career path for people. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm spacing on who we talked about, I think, even last week about apprenticeships. You know, alternate career paths. Um, And this is right up there uh, with that. Right. So come learn development. Don't pay anything up front. I think a lot of colleges, sort of mainstream colleges, uh, we see it here in Indiana with Purdue University, where if you get an engineering degree, you know, you don't pay up front. You pay on earnings, you know, after you after you graduate. So the model has been there and, and seems to work. So these guys are just taking it to to a different level of people who who don't want to go to college or, or don't have that uh, don't have that initiative or care to do so. So for me, uh, I also like the fact that this was sort of born out of necessity. Apparently, this guy, you know, uh, had development friends and and educated some in college and got them in a job. So it sort of grew organically, which I really like. It wasn't forced. So for me, this is uh, careerist is a pretty big. Applause, and I, I like all these companies that are have helping support alternative career paths because I think that's well overdue. Well overdue. Agreed. I think this is better than getting out of school and having six figures to pay off. I I, oh, tot- yeah. I totally get that, but I really believe in companies should be tapping into these types of organizations and manufacturing their own talent. I mean, it's pretty fucking simple. Yeah, I mean, if you're if you're on this path, would you rather? go to careerist or would you rather uh, go to Google uh, and get 
you know, certified through Google for free or for very little money, which, which one would you prefer? I I'd do both. Why not yeah. do both? Yeah. I mean, okay. they, they're both available. Take the time and do both. Love it. Love it. Well, we've got some companies behaving badly Again. Uh, this week. Jeez, we got Kroger, Google, and Activision. Yeah. Who do you want to start with? So Kroger boasts revenue in 2019 of $121 billion. Dope. And, and th this is just another Amazon moment waiting to happen because they don't want to pay the additional $4 an hour to essential workers. Amazon is trying to kill the unions, right? To, to be able to stop wage rising and, and, and benefits and protections and those types of things. Kroger, in this case, they actually pulled out of two locations. They shut two locations down in Southern California because this was mandated. Mm -hmm. So what Kroger really means to say is that they don't believe that essential workers are worth an additional $4 an hour when in 2019, they made $121 billion. I find this whole struggle between sort of commerce and government interesting. And it's a story that we keep talking about. And it's it's all about companies holding on to power, holding on to the narrative uh, and doing everything they that they can to stop that, even, even to some degree. Google saying, I'm going to get the hell out of Australia um, yeah. if you start you know, tax, creating a tax, basically, for me there. So, uh, th you know, this was an ordinance in Southern California. Um, it applied to companies with 300 or more workers nationally and more than 15 employees in each each uh, story uh, and will remain in, in effect for at least 120 days. So this targeted bigger companies. Uh it wasn't forever, right? It was a fairly temporary uh, tax, I guess, on companies. Uh, Kroger said we've done above and beyond uh, to help our workers and, and do things for them. Obviously, does the market decide how you, you know, how you support workers or does government step in? Kroger came in and said, fuck the government. We're going to get the hell out of Dodge, which is a pretty draconian decision to make to just pull shop out of a, a region, which I assume is a, a big region, right? Long Beach, California. I assume yeah. that's a pretty profitable area for Kroger. Uh, so, man, this is just this whole like commerce versus government scenario. Uh, and at some point it's going to come to a head or it's just going to keep being these little fires and battles that that play out over around the globe. Yeah. Over the last close to 50 years, companies have been used to pretty much doing whatever the fuck they want to be able to drive margin. And now that government is seeing how all of this has worked, it's only taken fucking 50 years. Uh, and they're starting to apply pressure, especially when we have a pandemic. And these are actual people who are essential workers four dollars an hour compared mm -hmm. to 121 billion dollars it just again this is horrible optics I'm, I'm curious i was thinking about this this the other day and it's sort of putting you on the spot so don't feel like you have to answer but i'm, I'm really curious if you could choose universal health care universal basic income or let's call it 15 dollars minimum uh minimum wage which one would you pick that's hard. I would definitely go straight to healthcare because that is for everyone, whether they have a job or not. Yeah. And I think we have to take care of everyone. Uh, but I think those are all steps. So oh, to me, it's like, which would you do first? It would definitely be universal healthcare. Yep. Okay. Good enough. Uh, Google or Activision? 
Google. So let's jump into this bitch real quick. <laughs> All right. So Google will be forced to cough up roughly $3.8 million to settle allegations of pay and hiring discrimination, the U.S. Department of Labor announced on Monday. At issue were allegations that the company paid women engineers less than their male counterparts and had a hiring process that disadvantaged both women and Asian applicants for software engineering roles. of the payout is back pay and interest that will be paid to 2,565 women. That's a lot of women working, quote, in engineering positions subject to a pay discrimination, end quote. An additional 1.23 million is slated for both women and Asian applicants. Damn. So where is the fine? This is just leveling the playing field for the individuals who were underpaid, and it doesn't even level the playing field for the women who weren't hired. So, yes, Google was caught. They were caught fucking red handed. But where is the fine? There should be a major fine that changes behavior. I mean, they should be Mm -hmm. slapped with a few billion dollars at least to be able to ensure this shit doesn't happen again. These large corporations are able to do these things and again 3.8 million dollars for google is what a few seconds (laughs) yeah clearly clearly some of these things are a math problem whether it's facebook dealing with you know facial recognition right google dealing with pay inequities um you know someone with a calculator says okay here's the risk that we're we're taking on uh, and in most cases with someone like Google, it's not that risky. Um, and, and in addition to you uh, agreeing with you that the fine should have been much more extraneous, I think it also sends a message to everyone else that's in Google's uh, you know, universe to say, oh, keep the pay in equity. Uh, the, only, <laughs> the only penalty you're going to get is a little slap on the wrist for a few million dollars. So uh, the message should have been much louder and clearer. Uh, from the U.S. Department of Labor, which I think is additionally uh, a little frustrating and disappointing. If it had been like the California government or local government, but the fact that the U.S. came in with a $3.8 million fine for this is total bullshit. Pathetic. Now, moving moving to Activision, where they think diversity and inclusion and hiring individuals you know, from diverse backgrounds is unworkable. So... <laughs> Yeah, it's it's unworkable. So in its proposal, so the AFL-CIO is uh, proposing to companies uh, in this industry to basically uh, do an, a Rooney Rule uh, strategy. So those who don't know the NFL, football, if football is soccer in your country, the Rooney Rule means nothing to you. But basically, it's any NFL team, when they interview for a head coach, they have to have... Uh, at least one uh, applicant of color come in and interview um, for the job. Uh, so lawyers for Activision Blizzard have deemed this proposal to be, quote, an unworkable encroachment on the company's ability to compete for new talent in a highly competitive, fast moving market, end quote. Uh, in other words, it would slow down Activision's ability to make a profit. Once again, (laughs) a company whining about not being able to compete for talent. And yet, why aren't they manufacturing talent? We just talked about a a startup 
that is set up to help manufacture talent. Seriously, build talent pipelines and just start to push them into your organization. I seriously cannot believe that a brand like Blizzard couldn't start a high school development program and fast track kids out of high school with creditations and pipeline them into jobs. So to me, this only demonstrates that TA is still working in a 1950s model and can't stop creating excuses for living inside the box. I mean, seriously, how damned easy would it be to start a recruiting program with kids in, at you know disadvantaged high schools sure. throughout the United States yeah. and start the credentialing process there? How fucking hard is that? It's not, guys. The problem is companies are looking for corporate welfare from the government. And they're looking for them to spoon feed them the fucking talent and give them money because they can't find it. That's bullshit. They should be able to fix this and they should be able to fix it easily. And there's an organization they uh, they can model themselves after. It's really fucking simple. It's called the U.S. Army. Yep. And by the way, you know who plays video games? Kids of every color, race, creed, yeah. sex. Like yeah. the, the the fact that if you, you know, I think we talked about, uh, I, I forget what, what company it was, but it was like, if any company should mirror employ like the talent base yes. of what its customers are, it should be the gaming industry. Uh, yeah, it's just, uh, it's pretty, it's pretty baffling. So, <sighs> well, I mentioned the Rooney role in the NFL. So we got to talk about the Super Bowl, right? So okay. uh, are you going to, you're going to watch obviously. Yes. Uh, prediction. You got a score for me. What, what's what's going to happen? Yeah, I, I think Brady's going to win and I hope he doesn't. I'm going to be cheering for the Chiefs. I really hope the Chiefs win. But there are so many damn weapons for Brady and the defense is fucking tremendous. Yeah. So it's going to be really hard with his composure, his experience. Uh, it's going to be, it's going to be really hard, but I really, I really hope Kansas city wins. Don't forget home field advantage uh, for Tampa. Yeah, no Bay. fucking you know, shit. To me, to me, there's obviously talk about Mahomes and Brady, which I think is, is warranted. But yeah. to me, the game, the game come down, comes down to Leonard Fournette. If if Fournette can get over 100 yards, say 120, 140, uh, yeah. and they they can maintain the clock, keep Mahomes off the field, they're going to win the game. If Fournette doesn't, if if Fournette comes up short, I think it's it's a it's a video game, it's a pinball machine, and the score is going to be 52 to 49 or something. It's going to be just crazy, and whoever has the ball last is probably going to win. I hope and pray that. Kansas City blows them the fuck off the field. <laughs> <laughs> so if I don't want to sleep in the basement, I have to to root for Tampa Bay because my <laughs> wife is a Tom Brady fan. But I, I just want to see a good game. I think the Chiefs are going to win. I think Mahomes is just ridiculous uh, and can score at whim. Uh, it, by the way, we did a we did a Chad Cheese poll on LinkedIn this week. Uh, we asked who would be the better coworker, Patrick Mahomes or Tom Brady. Oh, it was pretty close. Yeah, uh, Mahomes yeah. with fifty six percent to Brady's forty four percent. We had about a hundred votes, so a, a decent a decent number of people voted. But yeah, I thought it would be a lot more uh, lopsided to one or the other. Not so much. Well, let's take a quick break, uh, and we'll talk about. Uh, 
a strong woman, I guess. I'll leave it at that. Whether you're struggling to fill high-volume hourly roles or looking for long-term full-time talent, your recruiting toolkit needs to be lean and mean as you adjust with fewer resources, tighter budgets, and rapid hiring needs in a saturated and competitive market. Posting jobs shouldn't be a lengthy, risky, or fruitless process. You can count on Job AdX to be your force maximizer. Automate the details of your programmatic job ad distribution, candidate targeting, and budget management. Reach relevant candidates effortlessly across 200 sites in the U.S. and Canada. Simply upload a feed of your jobs and set your budget in less than five minutes. We do the rest. Getting an influx of applicants already that just aren't the right fit? JobAdX presents your jobs to targeted candidates based on their job preferences to get granular. Now your advertising spend can go towards more relevant candidates, not just more applicants. Send us a note today with your unique challenge to see how we can help you in the new state of recruiting. Make the next step forward and start your results-focused campaign now at JobAdX.com. That's J-O-B-A-D-X.com. By the way, speaking of strong women, uh, shout out to Elise Mayer. Woohoo! VP over at Paradox. Yeah, yeah that's they, awesome. They she was another smash fly, then transitioned into Symphony, and she finds herself over at Paradox. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they've had a few big hires lately. Very smart. Aaron's doing some some damn good hiring over there. He's got Jay-Z. He's got uh, Adam Godson, yeah, Godson. And now, you know, he's picking up Elise. Good stuff. Yeah, yeah. Big, big people. So uh, another buddy of the show, Holland McHugh, was pretty upset this week. I don't even know who the fuck the Rally Awards are. Do you know these guys? I did not. So Rally RM, a.k.a. Recruitment Marketing, Rally Recruitment Marketing, sent out emails to individuals in their space pimping the Rally Awards. But to nominate someone or yourself, you have to pay $395. And that, my friend, is the early bird fee. <laughs> fee, right? That's the early bird fee. Yep. Holland's response on Twitter was, quote, Rally RM. Really? $395 to recognize someone doing badass work in this industry? <laughs> How about making that cost zero dollars because those badass people are your content engine. You make dollars off of them already. Give them some well-deserved love for free. Yeah. Hating the game. Close yep. tweet. Amen. The thing that I don't get is why you would charge somebody to nominate the cup. Again, th this is like the, the, the coverage should be by the sponsor overall, right? Yeah. And everybody gets to participate, but this is one of those velvet rope. Hey, you know, if, if you can afford it, come on in. But what about those people who are doing great fucking work, but they're not going to pay 350 bucks or 395 bucks early bird. Yeah. And they're already a customer, right? Or so, like, it just seemed really strange. It seemed like a really weird double dip money grab by these guys. So, Holland, you go, girl. You tell Way him. to go. By the way, I, I something pissed me off this week. I got to get off my chest real quick. So, <laughs> LinkedIn. So, we both get LinkedIn invites, connection yes. requests, right? Like, very common. And obviously, a good number of those are automated. We have no idea who these people are. And the right. message is like, oh, I'm selling insurance and I'd love to connect. Okay, good deal. So, I get one this week that totally was crazy. So, this was from David Cutler, who I assume is a, a real guy. So his request was literally this, quote, Hi there, this is David Cutler's virtual assistant. 
David asked me to connect with him, connect him with people like you in the B2B tech sector. My research indicates that you both share common goals. Would you like to connect and include David in your growing network? Thanks, virtual assistant. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Like the automation is so bad now that we're getting virtual assistants. My research indicates. Get the fuck out of here. We out. Thank you for listening to what's it called? The podcast. The chat. The cheese. Brilliant. They talk about recruiting. They talk about technology. But most of all, they talk about nothing. Just a lot of shout outs of people you don't even know. And yet you're listening. It's incredible. And not one word about cheese. Not one. Cheddar. Blue. Nacho. Pepper Jack. Swiss. So many cheeses and not one word. So weird. Anywho, be sure to subscribe today on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. That way you won't miss an episode. And while you're at it, visit www.cheese.com. Chadcheese.com. Just don't expect to find any recipes for grilled cheese. It's so weird. We out. How much do you understand the future of finance? I'm Jim Roos, a top 10 banking influencer and host of the podcast Banking Transform, where we dive deeply into the rapidly evolving world of banking and financial technology. Join me as I interview industry experts, thought leaders, and innovators as they unravel the latest banking trends, disruptions, and game-changing technologies reshaping the world of finance. Redefine your understanding of the banking ecosystem. Subscribe now to Banking Transform, available wherever you get your podcasts and now available on YouTube.